You're listening to the Bible Nerd Podcast, a weekly show where we're exploring the world of the Bible, helping you fall more in love with Jesus and building a thoughtful defense for the Christian worldview. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. Welcome to the show. What I have for you today is uh, more than anything, just a celebration, just an exciting reflection on um, having published 200 now episodes of the Bible Nerd Podcast. Really hard to believe. Um, I thought it might be cool to go back, share a little bit of my personal testimony, share a little bit of how I got into um, apologetics and how I got into even the desire to start up this podcast. And then at the end, I want to tell you about something new that I've been working on. Um, it's free, uh, just a, a website that you can go to. It's a new website you can go to that I think is going to really help you. But I'm going to save that for the end um, because I really just want to give you a little bit of the journey, you know, from the beginning until now, what that's been like. And um, and maybe we can just share and reflect in the goodness of the Lord together. Um in this episode. If it's your first time, if this is your first episode, this is obviously going to be quite a bit different um, from what we normally do. And um, you can go back and, of course, listen to the previous weeks, or you can go all the way back to the beginning. Um, and, and I'll share a little bit about different phases of the podcast and where it's been. So so let's just, let's just start at the beginning, okay? So I guess it was in 2014. Um, I was working at a law firm in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is um, about an hour or so, about 40 minutes from where I live now. And I was working this job, and I, at the same time, I was really into, you know, Christian ministry. I had been, at that point, doing Christian ministry full-time for quite a while. Um, and then, uh, as, as that started phasing out a little bit, I, I started phasing into a full-time job, and those things, you know, started to sort of happened at the same time. And then I phased fully out of the ministry, fully into the job. And I was in that position for probably about five years. And so during that time, I, uh, something kind of strange had happened. I, we played a, uh, I, w I was in the music ministry. I was playing with the bluegrass gospel group and we played a church in South Carolina and a, a preacher was preaching. And I, I, I felt, I don't know, it was weird. I can still remember it, you know, back to this day. I just felt this conviction that the Lord wanted me to do that, uh, that the Lord wanted me to preach. And I was like, okay, you know, this is kind of weird uh, because that's not me, right? That's not really my my style. I'm not a public speaker. I'm not very extroverted. It's definitely not <laughs> something that um, I would have picked for myself to do. And I, so I, and that was the seed that was planted. And I started thinking about it and I started praying about it. I, I sought counsel from others about it. And I determined that, yeah, the Lord did want me to, in some capacity, teach or preach his word. I didn't know how. I didn't know where. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I didn't know if I was going to pastor a church, if I was going to be a missionary, if I was going to be an evangelist. I had no idea of any of that stuff. I just knew that it felt like the Lord wanted me to get a sound education in the word of God and use that to teach others. Well, the thing is at that point, I've been a Christian for a very, very long time. You know, I mean, I was saved at the age of four years old and I really do. I truly believe I was. I know it's, it's hard to imagine. I mean, I've had two four-year-olds and so I, I know, uh, 
what four-year-olds are are like and i'll be i'll be pretty close to having another four-year-old here pretty soon and it's like you can hardly imagine um coming to the lord having that sort of knowledge but at the same time it's like um you know you can speak to them and really do get a sense that they know what they're talking about so anyway i was saved at the age of four years old and that means at this point i had been a christian for you know 23 24 years and I had never really been that big into Bible study. You know, it, it, Christianity and my, my, you know, my faith had always been a big part of my life, but I wouldn't say that it was a big part of my daily experience of life. And that may sound contradictory, but I think you probably know what I mean. I wasn't in the Word every day. I wasn't praying like I should every day. And so it was weird to have that sort of conviction come into my life, but I did. And I I started to act on that. And so what I did is I really started to listen to other preachers a lot. And so my job at the time that I had, I was driving around quite a bit and I had the opportunity to listen or even watch things as uh, the, the opportunity arose um, a lot. And so I listened to a lot of preaching. I watched a lot of preaching. I soaked in a lot of preaching. And as I was reflecting on this one day, it was one afternoon. It was um, a sunny day. I was downtown Winston-Salem. I was sitting um, parked outside of the courthouse, getting ready to go into the courthouse for my, again, for my work. And before I went in, you know, I just had this thought come over me. Like, what if Jesus never really even existed? <laughs> that was the thought I had. Like, is this Jesus guy even a real person? Does anybody outside of me and, you know, my little circle of of Christian influence that I had been raised in, does anybody even believe that just Jesus' character was real? I had that thought. And so like any good millennial would, I Googled, and I, I think I searched something like, did Jesus really live in history or something like that? And evidently, I found what I was looking for. I don't remember exactly what it is um, or what it was, the article that I read or found, but I found an article that talked about how Jesus was a real person, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't have all the time in the world to study it, but as far as that day is concerned, it was good enough for me. Well, um, Again, the days sort of just went on after that. I, I don't remember doing any specific study around that question after that moment until me and my wife were in Goodwill. Now, when you go into Goodwill, there's not much for a guy to do in there. <laughs> um, so there's like, look at clothes or look at books. I mean, you can't look at the technology because they've got like fax machines and e-machines, desktop computers from 2006, and you're not going to do anything meaningful with those. Um, so I went to the books. Now, I'd never been much of a reader, but prior to this, I, I I did read my first book called The New Atkins for the New You. So this would have been now into 2015. And I, I read a book called The New Atkins for the New for a New You. And um frankly, I, I you know, I did what it said and it had started to really change my life in terms of my my food and my body and my weight. I mean, I'd lost 60 pounds. It was really great. And so I was I, I knew that reading could do things for me, okay? But I had never been a reader before. And I picked up a book inside of Goodwill that day when me and my wife were in there called The Case for Faith by Lee Strobel. And um, I read that book and I couldn't put it down. I started reading it. I couldn't put it down. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I mean, that book interviewed people like, again, like, like, like William Lane Craig, Robbie Zacharias, people like this. And um, for me at the time, I had never heard anybody uh, talk like that. Okay. 
I I had never heard, I didn't know that there were like scholars. And you have to understand, I grew up in a very fundamentalist Christian tradition, which, you know, I I have my qualms with, of course, now. Um, There are things about it, though, that I'm very, very grateful for. One of the unfortunate things is that you don't learn a lot about church history and about scholarship and things of that nature. And I had no idea that there was this rich history, this rich Christian uh, Christian tradition of scholarship, of people, smart guys, who believed that Christianity was true. Jesus was risen from the dead. There were good reasons to believe that God exists. There are answers to the tough questions um, that arise in the Bible, like why do bad things happen to good people, and, and, and why does God send people to hell? I just never knew that there were answers to those questions, and there are. And that was amazing to me. And I thought, oh my goodness, I've got to get it. So anyway, so I told my wife about this and, and she was like, well, you know, you ought to check out this guy. We used to watch him on TV all the time. We had his videos called Kent Hovind. All right. Now I want to stop right here. If you know who Kent Hovind is, just reserve your judgment for just a second. Okay. Just, just hang on, just reserve your judgment. Um, and whether or not you like him, I'm not even going to speak to that. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Okay. Kent Hovind is a controversial figure um, nowadays. I think he's always been a little bit controversial. So whether or not you like him, I don't care. I'm not here to offend anybody. What I want to say is this, okay? He was the next like stepping point for me into really getting into apologetics, into really getting into creationism, especially into really thinking carefully and looking looking hard at the issues of, hey, what does the Bible say? How does that comport to real life now? How does it comport to real life in, in history as we know it? And of course, today, there are a mountain of things on which I would disagree with Kent Hovind. There are some things on which I, I would agree with. That doesn't matter. The point is, is that after reading that book by Lee Strobel, then getting into this stuff by Kent Hovind, and then I started getting into resources by Answers in Genesis and Cross-Examined and the Discovery Institute and William Lane Craig, and you can see it just sort of started piling on. And then, you know, all of a sudden today, you know, I've got this vast library of uh, of books, um, and I never used to be a reader. That was just seven short years ago um, that I wasn't a reader, and it, it entirely changed my life. The point being, soon after I got into this, um, I was really burdened, um, and this would have been, I guess, 2017 by now, so I had been studying this stuff for probably a year, year and a half, uh, just as a hobby on my own, and early 2017, I said, you know, I, I wonder about, I, I don't think people know this, <laughs> um, how many me's are out there, right? how many people are out there like me? who have been a Christian for whatever, like 5, 10, 20 plus, maybe 30 plus, maybe more years, especially in my sort of tradition of Christianity that I grew up in, who didn't know about these resources. Because um, I guarantee you, there are a lot that don't, a lot, a lot. And I found that out very, very quickly. So I started writing a blog. This was in May of 2017. I started writing a blog. I, I bought steveshram.com. I was already doing web design work by then. So fortunately, I was in a position where I could start a blog and uh, you know I didn't need to um, pay anybody or, or whatever to get that set up. I knew how to do all of that. So I put together a website, started a blog and started writing. By August of that year, um, I uh, 
so we, we had gone over the summer w- with our church. We had gone on a trip to the Ark Encounter. And, oh man, it was so fun. I loved it. Um, and at that point, coming home from that trip, I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I think I want to I w- I start doing something specifically in the realm of creation. So I had started writing the blog in May of that year. I wrote a blog every single week. I was like clockwork with it. Then I added a podcast into that mix in 2017, um, August, I, I believe it was. And that is the podcast that you are listening to today. Now, the podcast started out as the Creation Academy. Started out as the Creation Academy. It was focused solely on creation. Um, then, after uh, about 60 episodes or so, I transitioned it from the Creation Academy to um, the Steve Schramm show. And the reason for that was at the time of my life, I was in the season of my life, I was really ramping up my side business uh, because I was still working full time and I had this side uh, web design business that I was trying to grow. And the reality was I didn't have time uh, to write articles and record a podcast every week. So I had to choose which I was going to do. And uh, I decided to rebrand the show to be something more apologetics in general focused around me. Um, and I, I lost a lot of followers because of it. Um, and I don't know uh, to this day, I don't know exactly why that was. I'm not sure if it was because I titled the show after myself and people didn't like that. I'm not sure if it's just because I, I didn't niche in the same way. I mean, if you go back to the podcast feed, even after I changed it, I've, I didn't change the subject matter of the show very much at all. I mean, we talked about some general stuff, but I really kept it mostly creation focused. Nevertheless, the numbers, uh, honestly never really recovered from that first time when it was the, you know, when it, that first run that I had of it being the Creation Academy. And that's fine. It's not about the numbers. That's why I'm still doing this today, regardless of the numbers, okay? That stuff doesn't matter to me. Um, what's really important to me, though, is that I'm helping uh, I'm helping people. And so anyway, that's what happened. I, I, I changed it over to the Steve Schramm Show, and um, I did that for quite a while uh, into the, into the uh, early hundreds. Um, I can't remember exactly when the rebrand happened, but uh, into the early hundreds. And then I... Um, uh, I just got tired of that. <laughs> um, I, I didn't really like the. I didn't really like having the show named after me. It felt kind of weird, and so I, I did. I rebranded it to the Bible Nerd Podcast. My wife designed me an awesome logo and podcast artwork that we're still using today, and um, it really felt right and still feels right. I mean, this it it still feels like the right podcast, and for the most part, this is the right format, and I'm really enjoying it still. And so here we are. You know, I guess. So I started that in 2017. So here we are five years later, 200 episodes in, still have hundreds of, of articles written on the on the blog. Um, I haven't blogged as much in terms of ministry um, in quite a while uh, because it, it does. It is a, it is, it does take a lot of time. It's a very big time commitment. So I've just been trying to keep the podcast going. We took a hiatus there for probably five or six months I, um, or maybe might have been a little bit less than that, uh, but it was probably around a five or six month um hiatus that we took from the podcast um in order to just catch you know catch catch my breath my my business had uh really started taking off so this would have been in 2021 last year um my business had uh, i was i went full time in january of 2021 and the business started taking off and i thought i would have more time to get back into recording the podcast um but it turns out i had less and so i think it was late 2020 uh through the middle of 2021 
that uh, I had basically stopped and, and wasn't able to keep it going. But then we started it back up, and, and here we are, 200 episodes later. So it, it's been it's been a wild ride. I've I've learned a lot. I've gotten to to speak to a lot of people and learn um, from a lot of people who are interested in these things. I've I've got to you know I've heard from people where. It's like something I wrote or something I said, it made an impact in their life. And that's huge. Like there is no bigger compliment for me than for somebody to to, to look at, at something I've written or or that I've said or whatever and come away with something that they can use practically in their daily experience. And so if you're one of those people listening, um, thank you. Like thank you for sticking around. Thank you for being around. I do uh, I would like for more and more people to get a hold of this message, um, to get a hold of the fact that, yeah, the Bible is reliable. We can be rational Christians. We can we can even believe ideas like young earth creationism and, um, and do so rationally and do so with, with good reasons and good logic, even if people disagree. And um, so I, I, I do, I, I would still appreciate it if you shared this podcast with other people. It would make a big difference to me. It would make a big difference in the in the show, uh, I think, to, to make an even bigger impact than before. Um, do I do this for the numbers? No, of course not. Um, but still, it would be amazing to get the message to more people, wouldn't it? Uh, wouldn't it just be great if more and more people could today understand why they believed what they believed? I think there's no harm in that whatsoever. All right. So that's sort of uh, just, again, my own personal reflection that I wanted to do on 200 episodes of the Bible Nerd Podcast. If you've been around with me from near the beginning, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing thing that that is. Um, it's super duper cool. And it's it's just a privilege and an honor and a blessing to be able to serve you in that way. Okay. About to wrap up. I did want to tell you about something new that I've been, I've been working on. So, um, I told you that I, I haven't been writing a blog um, for quite a while um, because it it does it, it is a time commitment, a time res uh, you know a resource commitment that right now um, I've been doing a lot of business blogging, a lot of business content production, and um, it's what I need to support my family. And we also do a lot of faith context stuff with that as well. Um, so it, it's kind of like a ministry as well. It's just a different, um, form of ministry. So as far as the Bible nerd, the apologetics, the theology stuff, I've mostly just been keeping the podcast going. Now I've identified a, a, a problem though. So I'm working on my fourth book called, um, how to fall in love with the Bible That's the working title. And I've got the draft, the first draft of it ready to go. Um, I am going through and doing edits on it now to make it better. It's taken me two years to write this book off and on. Um, and I really want it to be the best it can be because I think it will help a lot of people. But uh, something that I, I realized, I think, throughout this journey is that there are people who really do want to go deeper with the Bible. They want to learn more. They want to know more. They want to engage in more resources but they they feel as though they don't have the time. And I want to eliminate as many excuses as possible for people to start studying the Bible and to start going deeper. So um, I guess it's been about a month or so ago. I stood up a website over the course of an afternoon. It was actually the week, I, the day I came down with COVID is when I built this. Um, I just got sicker and sicker as the day went on, but I finished the project. Um, and it's called dailybibletips.com, dailybibletips.com. And basically the idea is that we are exploring and expounding the Word of God in 280 characters or less. So I wanted literally a, a, a daily thought to be on this website 
that was a, a a thought that would it would get somebody thinking, it would get somebody moving in the direction of um, studying the Bible with an eye towards theology, with an eye towards context, with the with with an understanding of something deeper than maybe just the surface layer. But I wanted to be able to do it in a way that was bite sized, and that we could send a daily email about, and that we could put, pump out on social media pretty easily, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's what we've created. It's called dailybibletips.com. Again, I've been consistently writing uh, one of these per week or one of these, excuse me, per day for the last few weeks. And I think it's going to help a lot of people if we can get the word out about it. So I would love if you would start using this resource, if you would share this resource with others, maybe just write a Facebook post for me. If everybody who listens to this podcast were to just go write a Facebook post and direct folks to dailybibletips.com, I think we would get some regular, um, readers on there. And I think this would really help them. You can also let me know, steve at stevesham.com, shoot me an email. I've been considering starting a second podcast or maybe a TikTok channel or something, literally just with, with those tips, right? Nothing too spectacular, literally just reading that daily Bible tip. Um, it would, you know, if it was a podcast, it probably wouldn't even be a minute long, you know, to, to read that every day. So I don't know, just a thought I'm, I'm tossing around. Here's, here's what we've got. I've got this resource. I, I, I've got this idea, right? This, this digestible, like a minute or two per day way to start getting deeper with the Bible. Okay. So I'm, I'm just thinking on the best way to use this. And yeah, I'm asking for your insight. I'm asking for your thoughts. I'm asking for your help. If you have any ideas for the best way to get the word out about this, um, you know, let's talk. Um, shoot me an email, steve at stevesharam.com. If you're a listener to the show, you've got a podcast or you've got a, you know, a YouTube channel or some sort of media channel. Um, I would love to come and be a guest and share that with your audience. Um, and, and maybe it's something that we can get people using. And uh, I would really like to see people use it because I think it's helpful. You know, I realized that uh, if I write a 1,500-word blog post, yeah, obviously that's going to get read. It's going to get picked up by Google, um, et cetera. But there are a lot of people uh, sort of in, in, in marketing terms, if you're listening and you understand marketing, there are a lot of people that are top of the funnel. Okay. That is, they're not aware of all the resources that are going on. They're just on the edge of awareness. They might not even know that they have a problem, but maybe they do um, in regards to not going deeper with their Bible study. And so I, my thought is, I don't know that I can, you know, convince that person to stay with me for a 1500 to 2000 word blog post, um, even once a week. But I'm pretty sure that everybody can make time to read something as long as a tweet every day. And my commitment, my, my goal with this is that it, it be, it be a, a value packed 280 characters, um, that somebody could take something meaningful away and actually apply to their life, to their daily Bible study habits. And of course it's all archived on the site. You know, you can go back and look at the entire history, um, of these if you wanted to. So again, dailybibletips.com. I would advise you to check that out. Let me know if there's something that you think we could do or should do to promote it, to get it in the hands of people, uh, to get more eyeballs to it. And I think it could be a real help and a real blessing. Okay. That's it, my friends. If you listen throughout this podcast, again, I know it's been a little bit different than the normal. Uh, we're 25 minutes in, I think right now, just about as I'm recording this. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, it's been seriously an honor, a blessing and a privilege to serve you over these last um, five years or so. And uh, I just pray that 
it continues into the future. And uh, you keep telling people about it. Keep studying the word. Keep getting in your Bible. You know, every day is a journey towards becoming um, an even bigger Bible nerd than the day before. And I think we should be proud of that. All right. God bless. Thank you so much for being a listener to the Bible Nerd Podcast. And we will see you on episode number 201 coming your way next week.